my son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, the roster building process continues. The Raiders add to their practice squad. We'll let you know who they added. Talk a little Josh Jacobs. Talk all things Aiden O'Connell. Plus, how much is the Raiders organization valued at right now, according to Forbes? That plus a whole lot more comes up on Friday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, September 1st, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. The autumn wind is a raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Lockdown Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. And of course, as always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, we appreciate you. If you're checking us out on YouTube, we appreciate my man Ari. He does a great job each and every day making sure we're up on YouTube, we're looking good, and we're sounding good. We're doing our part. So many thanks to my guy. You can check him out on Twitter, at Ari Produces. You can hit me up on Twitter as well. At your boy Q254 and the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693. No calls and texts coming up in segment number three of today's show. And the reason for that is I had a really good conversation on Thursday on my radio show on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920 with JT O'Sullivan at the QB School on Twitter. He does a great job when it comes to film breakdown, talking all things quarterbacks. And it's so funny We have gone back and forth by way of email, by way of Twitter for the longest. I mean, going all the way back to April before the draft happened, trying to get him on the show, trying to get him on my radio show or here on the podcast to talk about quarterbacks. And it's so funny how it worked out. Had an opportunity to get him on on Thursday on my radio show, and we talked all things Aiden O'Connell. If I had got him on before the draft... There would have never been a chance that I talked about Aiden O'Connell. I'll be the first one to admit that. I would have talked about Bryce Young. I would have talked about Anthony Richardson. I would have talked about C.J. Stroud. And just for S's and giggles, I might have even talked about Will Levis. But I sure wouldn't have picked Aiden O'Connell, right? So the way it worked out was perfect. I had an opportunity to have him on the show on Thursday. We talked all things Aiden O'Connell and even uh, had a little Jimmy G conversation in there as well. So you'll actually hear that conversation coming up in segment number two and segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. I think it's some really good stuff as he does a really good job breaking down film. And again, he teaches kind of the quarterback position. So he knows what he's looking for. He knows the traits that he's looking for. And I thought it was a great conversation. So definitely bring that to you coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Here in segment number one, kind of news and notes of the day as I I always do as we get ready to close out this week real strong and head into the Labor Day weekend. And before you do that, again, we already know it's the first of the month, right? September 1st. It's already here. So wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. Got to get that in. We only get like 12 opportunities to do it a year. Got to Can't miss them, right? Can't miss them. If you do, you can't get them back. So uh, shout out to the first of the month and shout out to the fact that it's September. And in, well, 10 days, the Raiders will be on the football field in Denver playing a football game. That is wild to think that it is already gone. The offseason's gone, right? Training camp, gone. Preseason, gone. Now it's time for actual football action. In 10 days, we'll be paying attention and watching the Raiders and Broncos in Denver 
on the road. That's that's exciting, man. I can't wait to get to that. Before we do any of that, though, before we get into the news and notes, I do want to let you know today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So let me go ahead and jump into the news and notes and let you know about the additions to the roster. And this is the practice squad. I gave you the practice squad guys that the Raiders initially added, and it was only 13. They're allowed to have 17 because they have David Agoha, who's on the International Pathway Program, and so he doesn't count against the practice squad. So technically, you're only allowed to have 16, but with Agoha, it's technically 17. So they added four more players on Thursday to the practice squad to fill it out. Now, don't get it twisted. If they find someone else that they want to put on the practice squad, they can always release somebody and add that player. But any move they make, just like with the active roster, they have to have a corresponding move. And their active roster is at 54 players right now because Josh Jacobs has that exempt for a couple days. And at some point, the Raiders are going to have to make a move and decide, okay, who are we going to release? Who are we going to waive? to make room for Josh Jacobs to be uh, compliant with the 53-man roster. Maybe that'll be something that they do today, but they haven't done it as of yet. So currently, they're at 54 men. But as far as the practice squad goes, four guys they added, one guy they released on Thursday. Marquez Callaway, he's the guy that I talked about on Thursday's show, uh, wide receiver out of Tennessee. It had been reported by Jeremy Fowler from ESPN that they were going to add him. They officially did on Thursday. Isaac Darkangelo, the linebacker at Illinois. Remember, he was the guy that they signed right before the Cowboys game, that, that third preseason game. They signed him the week of that, that game, and I didn't know if they just signed him for the game or they saw something in him they wanted to keep him around. Well, obviously, since they brought him back after waving him on Tuesday, they, they saw a little something in him, so they have him on the practice squad. So Isaac Darkangelo is back with the Raiders. Offensive lineman Vitaly German, the guard out of Toledo. He's also back with the silver and black after being waived on Tuesday. And then Janarius Robinson, defensive end out of Florida State. He's on in, on the uh, practice squad as well. So Marquez Callaway, Isaac Darkangelo, Vitaly German, and Janarius Robinson all added on Thursday. And then in a corresponding move, the Raiders released wide receiver Devin Ross from the practice squad. And you remember, he, he was just added to the practice squad on Thursday officially. So again, these these situations could go really quickly. You know, these players can't really celebrate, at least some of them can't really celebrate being on the 53-man roster or the practice squad just yet because for the next few days, it's still kind of fluid and all kind of things could happen. You never know uh, who could come, who can go, who could become available and who the Raiders decide to add or subtract from. So uh, still, even though it's a good time for these guys that they feel pretty good about making the roster, they still got to keep their head on the swivel because, well, you just don't know in the next few days if something's going to happen. I wanted to pass along a nugget about running back Josh Jacobs. We all know he's back in the mix, signed his deal, spoke with the media on Thursday. That was really cool. Or spoke to the media on Wednesday. Was it Wednesday or Thursday? No, it was Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you. Some of these days, they, they start stacking, and I don't know if it's Wednesday, Thursday. I don't know if I'm coming or going, but it's all good. So he spoke with the media on Wednesday, and uh, there was this nugget that was put out by AFL Godfather on Twitter, and it's so funny. I'll just tell you a quick story about uh, AFL Godfather on Twitter. Nobody knows who that is. Like, nobody technically knows who he is. I know that he works in the Raiders organization. I know he's one of the coaches or scouts or somebody that's out there on the daily. I just don't know who it is. Now, I have my suspicions of who it could be, but I, I clearly know by the pictures that he tweets out, and I believe it's NFL Maverick, at NFL Maverick on Twitter. I'm not too too sure exactly what his handle is, but AFL Godfather, and I, I know a lot of Raider Nation knows exactly who he is. Uh, he put out this little nugget about Josh Jacobs, or, or a couple of nuggets about Josh Jacobs that I thought was pretty interesting. And if you do know who AFL Godfather is, let me know, man. 707654 Four six nine three. Like I said, I have a couple suspicions, but I'm not 100% sure. So the nuggets he put out about Jacobs. 
The leading rusher in 2022 recorded 2,053 scrimmage yards, 1,653 rushing, 400 receiving. Joining Marcus Allen, 2,314 and 85 is the only players in Raiders franchise history with at least 2,000 scrimmage yards in a season. In 2023, Jacobs can become the sixth player since 2000 to reach 2,000 scrimmage yards in consecutive seasons. Now, on top of that, needs seven rushing touchdowns to become the seventh player ever, ever, with at least seven rushing touchdowns in each of his first five seasons, joining Jim Brown, Nick Chubb, Walter Payton, Adrian Peterson, Emmitt Smith, and LaDainian Tomlinson. I don't know about you, Raider Nation, but that's some pretty elite company right there. Think about that. Jim Brown, Nick Chubb is obviously the only running back that's still playing today. Walter Payton, Adrian Peterson, Emmitt Smith, and LT. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, everyone on there is a Hall of Famer. I think Nick Chubb has the ability to become a Hall of Famer, and Adrian Peterson should be a Hall of Famer. I'm not saying he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but Adrian Peterson, when the time is right, I believe will get a gold jacket. So, I mean, basically, that's, what you're, that's the kind of company that he'd be keeping if he uh, has seven rushing touchdowns in 2023. And as long as he's healthy, Raider Nation, I feel really good about Josh Jacobs getting seven touchdowns because that's just what he does. He has a great nose for the end zone. Uh, he's got, what, 40, 40 touchdowns in four years? I mean, the dude, the dude is a monster, right? He, he knows how to get to the end zone. Another little nugget here on running back Josh Jacobs. Needs 1,200 scrimmage yards and seven scrimmage touchdowns to become the fifth player ever to reach those marks in each of his first five seasons, joining Ezekiel Elliott, Randy Moss, LaDainian Tomlinson, and Ricky Waters. Again, very good company right there. Ricky Waters is not a Hall of Famer. Randy Moss is, LT is, and Zeke Elliott is a really good player. <laughs> right? I know he got cut from the Cowboys and now is with the Patriots, but Zeke Elliott, really good player. Really good company right there. Again, 1,200 scrimmage yards, seven scrimmage touchdowns to become the fifth player ever to reach those marks in each of his first five seasons. It's funny. Uh, if he scores his touchdowns, I'm pretty sure, like 99% sure he's going to get it on the ground. Do you know Josh Jacobs does not have a receiving touchdown yet in his career? I would love to see him get that this year with the Raiders. Right? I don't know what next year holds for him. I really don't. I'm not going to try to sugarcoat anything. Obviously, that's between him and the Raiders. They'll have to negotiate another contract. But I would love to see him get a receiving touchdown. I mean, I want him to get all these, these marks that I'm talking about. But it would be great to see J.J. get a receiving touchdown. And that would be the first one in his NFL career. And then the final little nugget about Josh Jacobs. Needs six games with at least two rushing touchdowns to tie Emmitt Smith with 17 for the most such games by a player in his first five seasons in NFL history. So, Six games with at least two rushing touchdowns. So if he does that, that would be 12 touchdowns on the season. I can see that because he gets touchdowns in bunches. That'll be a little harder to achieve, but there you go. That's the goal, and he would tie Emmitt Smith with 17 for the most such games by a player in his first five seasons in NFL history. Again, more elite company that we're talking about when it comes to running back Josh Jacobs. And I think that he's going to have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder Again, just like he did last year, motivated to go out there and ball out. So I'm excited about the opportunity for Josh Jacobs, and I do think this offense is going to be really good. And we all know Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be ready to hand the ball off to J.J. early and hand the ball off to him often. Uh, a couple more nuggets real quick here in segment number one of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast, news and notes of the day. Talked about Josh Jacobs. What about his old running buddy? And I know he's not a Raider anymore, but I thought this was really cool, and I wanted to pass this on. Alec Ingold, remember the fullback for the silver and black? He was the first guy to get a touchdown in Allegiant Stadium for the Raiders, right? If I remember correctly, he's the, he's the answer to that trivia question, who was the first person to get a touchdown for the silver and black in Allegiant Stadium? I believe that's fullback Alec Ingold. We know he's now with the Miami Dolphins. Well, the Dolphins and Alec Ingold agreed to terms on a three-year deal, a three-year contract extension on Thursday worth up to $17.2 million. He passes uh, Pat Richard as the AFC's highest-paid fullback on a deal 
that ties a versatile weapon and team leader in Miami through 2026. Now, when the Raiders did not re-sign him, when the new staff came in and decided that he wasn't worth the money that he was going to be seeking, they let him move on. They got Jakob Johnson. Now, the thing about it is I know a lot of Raider Nation misses Alec Ingold. He's a, he's a fan favorite. Anytime I see him, it's great conversation. Love the dude, right? Really good guy. I know that Raider Nation wishes he was still part of the, the team. But ultimately, in Josh McDaniel's offense, Alec Ingold doesn't get used like the fullback got used in John Gruden's offense, right? I mean, Alec Ingold was that all-around guy. Jakob Johnson is a better blocker. But Alec Ingold's the better player, right, as far as the weapon. And he fits perfect in Miami with Coach McDaniel. And, I'm, look, I'm just happy for him. This was a guy that was an undrafted free agent coming out of uh, Wisconsin. And, uh, and uh, John Gruden and company found him. Got to give them credit for that as well. Found him, signed him, and he became a fan favorite quick, fast, and hurry. So shout out to Alec Ingold for getting that three-year contract extension with the Dolphins worth up to $17.2 million. And I know that's not a ton of money knowing that Josh Jacobs just signed a one-year deal worth up to almost $12 million. But for a fullback, that's not bad at all. And remember, an undrafted free agent on top of that. My final nugget I have for you for segment number one of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast, news and notes of the day, and then we'll get into part one of my conversation with J.T. O'Sullivan uh, at, the quarter, at the QB school on Twitter, uh, talking all things Aiden O'Connell. The NFL's most valuable teams in 2023, according to Forbes, Dallas Cowboys remain on top at a record $9 billion. So where does... The Raiders come in. Where do they fall in? Check this out. They are now worth $6.1 billion. That is six in the NFL, which is up from $3.4 billion in 2021. $729 million in total revenue. They are second with that. $90 million in ticket sales. They are first in that. Oh, yeah, that's all in 2022. $70 million in non-NFL stadium revenue. Like, they just had a Beyonce concert uh, back-to-back days, Saturday and Sunday last weekend. Yeah, those are the non-NFL stadium revenue uh, tickets that we're talking about, right? Soccer games, concerts, all the stuff that happens at Allegiant Stadium that's not Raiders-related, not football-related, $70 million. That's first as well. So now the Raiders are up to $6.1 billion in net worth, according to Forbes, which is up again from $3.4 billion in 2021. So I know uh, a lot of people still don't like the move from Oakland to Vegas, but I'll tell you what. As far as just paying off when it comes to revenue, it's paid off in a major way. So I'll just go over the top 10 real quick. Cowboys, $9 billion. Patriots, $7 billion. Rams, $6.9 billion, sitting there at number three. The Giants, sitting there at number four, $6.8 billion. The Bears, number five, $6.3 billion. The Raiders, $6.2 billion. And the Jets at seven at $6.1. Commanders, who just sold at number eight, $6.05 billion. The 49ers at $6 billion. And rounding out the top 10, the Eagles at $5.8 billion dollars so that's according to Forbes you want to check out the whole list you can definitely check it out in Forbes magazine or Forbes.com they have that as well coming up in segment number two part one of my conversation with JT O'Sullivan talking all things Aiden O'Connell in segment number three we'll uh, actually get into some Jimmy G conversation as well but a lot of stuff with Aiden O'Connell a lot of really good stuff on him with JT O'Sullivan we'll do that in segment number two after I tell you about the title sponsor of the show which is game time And I mentioned Beyonce, right? She was in town last weekend, Saturday and Sunday, and maybe you were looking for tickets to her. Maybe you wanted to go all of a sudden last minute. Well, game time probably had the best opportunity to get them, right? You can get some tickets, and you can get them last minute. You don't have to stress out about them. A lot of times we have friends and family that come to town, and they want to go to a game, a Raider game or something. And so if I all of a sudden have to come up with some last-minute tickets, 
I'll go with Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets, their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're guaranteed to have. Forget planning months in advance. You don't need it. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and a whole lot more. Right now, snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Your Space Coast vacation is preparing for liftoff. Start counting down now. Ten, nine, eight, seven. It's time for a beach vacay that feels like heaven. Six, five. Four, come explore Melbourne and the beaches. Three, two, one. It's time for some rocket-filled fun. Count down to your best beach vacation ever on Florida's Space Coast. Launch your planning now at visitspacecoast.com. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to get into part one of my conversation I had with J.T. O'Sullivan talking all things quarterbacks, and in particular, Aiden O'Connell. We also get into a little bit of just traits that you look for in general when it comes to the quarterback position, how they translate from college to the NFL, all that good stuff. But J.T. O'Sullivan does a really good job. Uh, check him out on YouTube, theqbschool.com. You can check him out. does a fantastic job, and he's on Twitter, at theqbschool. So been working on getting him on the show for months. Finally, it worked out, and it was great timing because we talked all things Aiden O'Connell. So here's part one of that conversation. We start off talking about what type of traits he looks for in quarterbacks. JT, thanks so much for your time, man. It's been a long time coming. We've been trying to work this out, but I think the time is is perfect. We want to talk all things Aiden O'Connell. And when you're breaking down film and you're looking at quarterbacks, what are you looking for, like traits that are you looking for to realize that this guy could be a good player in the NFL? Whew. I mean, the list is long, but the I think for Aiden O'Connell, the thing that just jumped off of it, jumped off the film, is his ability to just look in command and deliver the ball where it's supposed to be, on time, and just kind of fluid, but also, you know, polished as far as his footwork, his base, the timing. It looked like he was a veteran in that system, knew exactly where the ball should go, and the uh, decisiveness that he was able to kind of distribute the ball with. Just really impressive all preseason. Was that your expectations for him coming out of college? <laughs> so uh, I have a pretty uh, passionate group of people that like to give me advice on on who I need to look at coming out of the draft, and okay. I – tried to get film of Purdue and just never could. So I never watched his college film, tried to get a little bit of it and just never followed through with it. And so these preseason games have been really the only games that I've ever gone back to and looked at with any sort of detail. And uh, the, you know, I'm kind of mad at myself for not going back and getting a chance to watch him more at Purdue because he looks like he's ready to go and can contribute and help, uh, help the Raiders. Yeah, he does, and I think a lot of Raider Nation are excited about Aiden O'Connell and the possibilities that he could bring in this Josh McDaniels system. And, and I wanted to ask you about Josh McDaniels, and you've seen different quarterbacks that he's coached up. Can you see a guy like Aiden O'Connell fitting in with what Coach McDaniels likes to do? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I would, I would probably make the argument that he looks like what I would imagine the prototype is for Josh as far as someone who looks like they're totally in command, very decisive, polished that kind of over-the-top delivery able to kind of get the ball out on time where it needs to be and just make really good decisions 
within the structure of what McDaniels is trying to do offensively there. And so when you see him do it so consistently, so young and so kind of like green when it comes to being a rookie in your first preseason and things going fast, I think the, the excitement and the room for him to grow within the system makes it even more impressive. JT O'Sullivan, the QB schools, our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. How much can you take in general from what you see in the preseason? Because you know that the defenses are very vanilla at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's fair. It, it's not the same as the regular season, just like the regular season is not the same as the playoffs. But I think you can take a lot from it, you know, especially for a guy who, who maybe isn't a top-tier, you know, guaranteed first-round pick. You know, you're, you're going to be on the team, that type of thing where a guy who comes in and really splashes and shows and looks like he belongs and looks like he belongs with, you know, running with potentially some of the first team guys out there. I think you can take a lot from that. It doesn't mean that it's going to translate exactly like that during the regular season. But I think that if, you know, you're looking for positive steps in the right direction, I'm always looking for upward trajectory of improvement. You know, that that's exactly what you want to do when you come in early on in your career, have a great preseason, and then hopefully have an opportunity to play at some point. One of the things that stood out to me the most about Aiden during the preseason was the fact that he would stand in that pocket and look down the field and survey, you know, go through all his progressions and all his reads, and he never got happy feet. Is that something that, as a quarterback, you either have that or you don't? I think it comes more natural to some guys more than others. You know, I I think the flip side of that coin is you could maybe say, you know, maybe he's not the most dynamic cat in in the position. You know, if that makes sense as far yeah. as what other athletes look like right now across the landscape of the league. But I think it's a real positive if you can use it to kind of, first of all, it's a number of things. It allows you to kind of hold on to that ball to the very last second and kind of stare down the barrel and deliver the ball down the field. And I th- your teammates love that. Your offensive line loves that. You know, that's something that really can galvanize and show the courage of what it takes to play quarterback on Sundays. But the other part about it is it does limit you in some degree. You know, there. I think actually he had a pretty nice play this past preseason game where he got out on the edge to the left and made a nice little throw-off platform. Yes. I just don't necessarily think that's his game. And so as long as you understand your strengths, you still have the capacity to get out and create every once in a while. But to know, hey, I'd rather just hang in here, maybe a, a hitch longer, take a big shot and deliver the ball down the field as opposed to bailing at the first sign of kind of a lane. It's just different ways to play the position, and that's the beautiful thing about the position. Can a guy that's limited to a certain extent with the athleticism nowadays in 2023, can he thrive at the quarterback position in the NFL? Sure. I mean, absolutely. It, it just There's no one way to do the position. I think it, right. you know, it goes in waves, and I think as more and more younger good athletes play quarterback you know, in the past, uh, you know, maybe they push those guys to running back or to linebacker. Well, now those best athletes are oftentimes getting pushed to quarterback. And so uh, that's the kind of trend I see when I see the athleticism that's coming up through the pipeline. But you can absolutely be a starter, be a longtime pro as a guy who is much more of a pocket, good decisions, you know, those types of things that I think certainly still has a place in the game. From what you've seen on film, what do you think that his biggest concern should be or his his biggest you know, the thing that he needs to work on the most, let's put it like that. Well, I mean, I don't know if there was necessarily like a, a huge weakness that jumped off the film. I think he does a really good job of staying within himself. You know, you don't see a whole lot of, you know, those circus wow throws, the off-platform throws that you might see some from some other guys. What I loved about it, especially early on in the preseason, he was really showing some great ability to hang in the pocket and really have this like really strong, firm base 
and anticipate where a lot of those overs were. It felt like he hit like five or six overs going from right to left and just right on the money and really precise and polished where you wouldn't expect a, a lot of young guys to be able to navigate the pocket like that, to be able to play within the numbers or within the hashes. And so just to see that kind of growth, to be able to do that and then know that hey, maybe I'm not going to rip you know, 15-yard comebacks to the wide side all the time. He might have that club in his bag, but it's not necessarily like the arm strength as of the strongest guy in the league, those types of things. To know your strength, know your game, and to be able to play within yourself, I think is a big strength, especially for a young guy. Again, we're talking with J.T. O'Sullivan, the QB school here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Necessary Roughness. Something else that stood out to me was the fact that, and you mentioned earlier about uh, you know hanging in the pocket and that the receivers love that. He also didn't set the receivers up for big hits, right? I mean, there are certain times where he threw the ball and really put it where they had to throttle down so they didn't take that big shot, or he put the ball in a place where it was either the receiver was going to get the ball or nobody. How, how advanced is that <laughs> to, to see kind of ball placement like that that we saw in the preseason? I mean, I, I think it shows a number of things. I, I think it shows his kind of football IQ, his awareness to be able to protect your guys. You know, you never like to see those ambulance shots that are mm-hmm. kind of out of today's game. Every once in a while, you'll definitely see guys put in harm's way and see, you know, anytime a perimeter guy has to like alligator arm something or, or shorty his, his ability to go across the middle. I know guys really appreciate that on the perimeter. I just think it shows a combination of his precision with his ball placement, which I, I think is, is kind of undervalued, especially for a guy who's more of a pocket guy. To be able to put the ball where you want, when you want, consistently, is a really great trait. And it's one of those things that can absolutely be improved, but to do it naturally is one of those things that is a real skill. And you see it a lot, whether it's talking about earlier on those overs or even this past preseason game, kind of that like go ball fade line drive down the sideline that we saw down the field. Those are just, those are big time throws where you're putting it right where you want and to do it in a game situation preseason or not super impressive. Is there any kind of a moment where you, you can look at somebody on film and say, okay, yeah, he absolutely does get it. There's no doubt. Yeah. I mean, maybe not necessarily for Aiden O'Connell, but for like to flip it a little bit, like a guy like Bryce Young, mm-hmm. a guy who potentially shows ridiculous anticipation. You know, I, I think those are the things that, that for me, when I watch, when I turn on the film and you see multiple shots of big time anticipation where you're throwing deep balls down the field and you're letting it go really early with trust and precision. That to me jumps off the film as like, oh, this guy totally understands that he's at a next level that's a veteran, veteran move to be able to do that and to do it multiple times in your first preseason is, uh, is, is showing me elite stuff. All right, so that was part one of my conversation right there with J.T. O'Sullivan. Really good stuff, talking all things Aiden O'Connell. Coming up in segment number two, we're going to talk more Aiden O'Connell. Plus, we'll get into a little Jimmy G conversation as well and how he fits with Josh McDaniels moving forward with the Silver and Black. Before we get to that, though, I do want to tell you about FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel. It's America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and a whole lot more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Kick off the NFL season with the offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to jump into part two of the conversation I had on Thursday on my radio show, Unnecessary Roughness, on Raider Nation Radio 920 with JTO Sullivan talking all things QBs. Really good stuff. Hopefully you enjoyed part one of the conversation. I was real fired up about having the opportunity to talk to JT and really pick his brain when it comes to all things Aiden O'Connell. So let's jump in to part two of that conversation. We actually start off talking about quarterbacks transitioning from the college game to the NFL. JT O'Sullivan is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Let me ask you this. Why is it so difficult for organizations to evaluate a quarterback coming out of college and going into the NFL? Oh, man, if I had the, if I had the answer to this question, I'd be, <laughs> I'd be whatever GM chair I wanted. Right. Uh, no, I mean, it, it is a, it's a complicated thing because it's a complicated position. Yeah. And, it, and it does take a lot of different traits, and there's no one way to do it. And so much of it also has to do with luck and fit. You know, you have to be, you know, one of the things that's kind of uh, bizarre about the NFL or American sports in general, in my opinion, is that congratulations, you're the best player, you know, best collegiate player or amateur. You're going to go to the worst organization, the worst team from the previous year. And so you're already starting in a tough spot if you're one of the higher draft picks. And so it's, it's hard to, uh, to hit on those things. The timing has to be right. And you have to stay healthy. You know, you look at a guy like Trey Lance and someone who's, you know, maybe was potentially overdrafted to say the least, but you know, he didn't draft himself number three, right? You know, he went there, got nicked up multiple times and now you're in a tough situation and someone else plays well. And you know, this league is unforgiving. And so, so many things have to go your way that uh, it's, it's one of those things that it's really hard to be able to kind of put it all together. But I think at the end of the day, there are a lot of people who value different things in the position. And when they get their opportunity to pick, you know, you'll only usually get one choice. And if you miss on that one choice, you know, you're probably looking for a different job unless you're the 49ers. <laughs> right. You mentioned multiple ways to do it and get it done. Is there, a, is there a preference that you have when it comes to play a quarterback early or let him sit? Uh, I, I'm definitely a, a fan of playing. You know, okay. I, I think there is a fine line where it can be such a dumpster fire that it definitely sets you back and is a detriment. And so if you're in a position where you feel like they can protect themselves, meaning they feel confident at the line of scrimmage. We feel good enough up front that we can, you know, have a comprehensive drop back game and not get someone killed every single Sunday. And you've got enough weapons out there to give them an opportunity to be successful. You might not win a lot of games, mm -hmm. but they're improving week in and week out as opposed to taking steps backwards because they're seeing ghosts, because they get hurt, because there's no sort of like tangible improvement week in and week out. I think it's really beneficial to play. Uh, you know, I think the times have changed when it comes to that. I think back in the day, decade or two ago, you know, it was really a benefit to be able to sit and watch. But now, because of the way the rookie contracts are structured and really just how many good young quarterbacks there are, you really you have to play. you got to figure out what you got in a guy and you got to do it quickly. JT, we've been asking a lot about Aiden O'Connell and your thoughts on him. I did want to ask you about the Raiders' starting quarterback right now, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy, Josh McDaniels brought him in as a free agent. He's QB1. How do you see, when you look at, at Jimmy Garoppolo on film, what do you see from him, and, and how do you think he'll use those weapons he has, like a Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs in the backfield, and others, to his advantage? I mean, I think Jimmy Garoppolo has proven he's a very good professional quarterback. I, I know he, gets, he has a bad rap from a few different levels because of just how it went down with San Francisco, specifically you know, the Super Bowl and probably his health more than anything else. And that's kind of the, the underlying factor is, can he stay healthy? Can they find ways to protect him? Because I think he does a great job. In fact, I really, really like the way that he plays the position as far as his base, his decision-making, his ability to get it out quickly. Now, you're not going to see a lot of 
you know, massive wow throws, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen throws off platform, out of structure. But what Jimmy does in the pocket, on time, in rhythm, he does really well. And, you know, what that looks like with those weapons, you know, I think we'll see. I think those guys potentially might get a little frustrated, which is his lack of, he's not going to get out and create. Like right. maybe some of those guys have played with, with other guys who were a little bit more freelancey once they break contain. You know, I think it's a lot more in structure. So just getting those touches, getting that creativity in structure is a different approach, a different way to play. You can definitely do it, and he's proven he can do it, and the dude wins. I know he was in an organization that played good defense, but the dude wins. And so looking for that to translate to what they want to do in in, in Las Vegas. <laughs> right. No, no doubt about it. And so uh, final question for you when it comes to Jimmy G, we'll wrap it up on this. Everything that I see and have read and, like I said, witnessed for my own self, he does really well in the red zone. He's able to throw that ball into the end zone with a lot of success. What does it take to be a really good red zone quarterback? Oh, that's a good question, man. I, I really think red zone is one of those things where it highlights your deficiencies. And so if you're not really precise with your ball location, if you don't have some level of anticipation, you're going to struggle in the red zone in the drop back game because windows are tighter, space is confined, everything is more condensed. So everything, you know, there's a lot of throwing people open. There's a lot of understanding concepts and leverage and where we're trying to work, who we're trying to kind of read off of if we've got different reads. And so that stuff, I think you can only, usually guys get better and better over the course of their career with not only their confidence, but their efficiency and effectiveness in the red zone, because everything is harder. I always thought the best reps in practice, the best reps in training camp, were always those full 11-on-11 red zone reps, even 7-on-7 red zone reps, because everything is tighter, more condensed. It's a lot of fun to get out there and be able to be precise. And, you know, I think everybody loves to to throw touchdown passes. It's one of those things that if if you're a quarterback and you don't like throwing touchdown passes, it's probably not the position for you. And so to be able to go out there and be really efficient at it at the highest level is, is pretty awesome. Yeah, it really is. And, and I'm hoping that Jimmy G and the Raiders are able to be a lot more efficient in the red zone than they have for years. Uh, they've been a struggle in the red zone. So that's one of his strengths. So we'll be paying attention to that in a major way. Well, JT, fantastic stuff, man. Your work is great. Been following you on Twitter for a long time. We, we've been trying to connect since, I think, the draft. And so uh, fantastic that this is the time we were able to hook up. What are you working on that we should be on the lookout for? Oh, man, I appreciate it. I'm just having a blast on YouTube. I, I really enjoy doing all these kind of breakdowns, a little bit deeper dives, and a lot of people get an opportunity to see on, on different networks and broadcasts. So I just – I honestly do whatever quarterback stuff I think is interesting, and, and hopefully it resonates with people that like the same stuff. Well, I'll tell you right now, man, if you do some more Aiden O'Connell or Jimmy G stuff, just uh, just tag your boy. <laughs> just hit me up and tomorrow, let me know. <laughs> Aiden O'Connell, tomorrow. You're ready. There it is. Great stuff. JT, thanks so much for your time, man. Definitely appreciate you. No problem, Q. Have a good one. So there it is. There it was. That was the conversation from Thursday. JT O'Sullivan at the QB School on Twitter. If you want to check him out, check out all his work. And you heard right there, Aiden O'Connell tomorrow. So uh, if you check him out, maybe he's breaking down some more Aiden O'Connell today on his YouTube cha- channel. Again, he does a really good job. Uh, very thorough. I've actually had plenty of people from Raider Nation hit me up and say, I think you need to get this guy on the show. And I'm like, man, I've been working on it. I've been working on it. I've been working on it. And lo and behold, I got it. And I got it right at the perfect time. So I'm so happy to be able to get a few minutes of JT's time on Thursday on Raider Nation Radio 920. So again, hopefully you enjoyed 
that conversation. That's going to do it for today. That's going to do it for this week. Raider Nation will be back on Monday. Monday will be Labor Day, so hopefully everyone enjoys the weekend. We'll be back on Labor Day. Uh, I'll record the show on Sunday and have it up ready to go on Monday. And the reason for that is I'll be traveling. And I'll tell you all about it on Monday's show. Got a big announcement of what's going on with me moving forward. We'll talk about that uh, coming up on Monday's show. Some stuff that I'm really excited about. No, it's not going to change anything with this show. (laughs) Just go ahead and say that right now. But excited about a new adventure that I'm going to be taking part of next week. I'll tell you all about that. We'll talk about the Raiders as well, obviously. And on top of that, it's a game week. (laughs) right? It's a game week, not a preseason game, but it's a game week. We'll actually be talking about the Raiders preparing for the Denver Broncos return of the crossover edition. That'll be next week as well. We'll talk to Cody Rourke, host of Locked On Broncos, kind of getting a game preview. That'll be the first game preview that we do of the 2023 season. So it's all back, man. It's full throttle. Let's go. You know, duck your head in a tank of gasoline, light it on fire like my old program director, David Smoke, used to say. Let's go. (laughs) It is go time. No time for vacations. It's time to go full throttle. So super excited about, uh, you know, football season being back. Super excited about the opportunity that I'll talk about on Monday's show. And of course, Raider Nation, I'm super excited about the weekend. So everyone have a great weekend. Relax a little bit if you get the opportunity. You know, do what you do. Take care of yourself. And we'll be back here on Monday. Until then, Raider Nation, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.